0: Welcome to Wake Forest University Department of Counseling Podcast. I'm Dr. Bob Nations, and I'm here with some of my esteemed colleagues on the faculty. Uh, My podcast partner is
1: Dr. Shannon Warden. (laughs) Bob, and I'm sorry, I'm blanking. And we're supposed (laughs) to introduce you, Dr. Rob Cazares. Rob, thank you for being with Uh, us today. We appreciate you, Rob. Yeah. Rob, we're interviewing faculty and um, just honestly having fun with this podcast, trying to just um, share what we're doing as a department with our students, our future students, just with the community at large. Um, We're pretty excited about what we're doing here at Wake Forest University in the Department of Counseling. Um, As you know, we've got our our campus program, which is about 50 years old now, um, both clinical mental health counseling and school counseling for six to seven years now, Bob, we've had our online clinical mental health counseling master's program and our online school counseling program. Rob, this is your first year here. How's it going?
2: Oh, it's it's great. Certainly, uh, the reputation of Wake Forest, you know, preceded me coming here. I, I had heard so many great things not just about the online program, but especially the on-campus program and um, you know, going through the interview process and now having worked here a semester. Um, it's just been amazing, the warmth, the enthusiasm, the collegiality, uh, it's been a really special place to
0: be.
1: Awesome, well we're mm-hmm. glad to have you here. We really are. Yeah.
0: Now you've been teaching some courses online. I have, yes. And on campus? Yes. As well. So in the master's in counseling and in uh, the, the school counseling track as well, I understand your your background is school counseling, primarily. Is that accurate? It is, yeah. Okay. So, I mean, I,
2: I came to counseling through schools. Okay. Uh, I started as a teacher. Uh, I was the type of undergrad that had no idea what I wanted to do with my life. And I remember back to kind of delivering presentations and people saying like, oh, you know, I think that maybe you could be a good teacher. Mm-hmm. You kind of have a way about you that, it, you know, that might be something to consider. Uh, so when I didn't know what I wanted to do with my life, I thought, well, I'll give teaching a shot. So I taught English, and yeah, throughout, throughout the course of my career, just kind of developed good relationships with students, and um, you know, they felt respected. They felt trusted that I trusted them, and they trusted me, and um, you know, they would share their issues with me. They'd share their problems, but inevitably I'd have to kind of pass them along to the school counselor. Mm-hmm. And uh, about a year went by, and I thought, you know what, I want to be that person who the students are getting sent to. Uh, So I went back to school. I worked full time uh, for five years as a teacher, eventually becoming a school counselor and then counselor educator. Um, But yeah, I worked four years as a school counselor. Mm
1: -hmm. Nice. I love that. You then know what it's like for our online students. Our campus program is full time. Our online programs are part time. They take about three years to complete. Three, Bob? Mm-hmm. Three, three years, years
0: so for the only program, right. Yeah,
1: for the school or the clinical mental health counseling. So you know you're saying, hey, for five years, yeah. did I get that right? For five years, I worked full time and did classes because I believe so strongly in being a school counselor.
2: Oh, absolutely, yeah. And, mm-hmm. you know, so much of my time was consumed with commuting. So I uh, went to school in New Orleans. I lived an hour outside of New Orleans. So anywhere from six to nine hours a week, I was driving. Uh and mm-hmm. so that was time I could have been studying or spending with my family or dedicating to work wow. and um mm-hmm. you know it was certainly worth it because I was committed to uh developing uh as a counselor. But uh it certainly had its challenges. I was very fortunate mm-hmm. that uh, my employer at the time was very understanding so I was able to leave work early so that I could get to my 4.30 class, mm-hmm. um, but not everyone has that luxury or that flexibility, so certainly in dialoguing and communicating with our online students, they've really much appreciated the convenience of uh, what our course structure offers them.
1: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's so important, and in, in, in the day and age that we live in, um, to have the convenience of not just online education, but a high-quality online education that has been something that has been paramount for us as a program can we do as well online what we do on the campus and um, you know I always I say these things not from a bragging standpoint but just from a real investment you know I say I play it from a place of investment that we are investing in our online program at a very high level to ensure that students get that quality education. Um, so not only the convenience aspect of the online, but they're also getting really high quality with us at Wake Forest University as well. So um, I'm glad you're excited about it because that's a new person. You're a new person. 1st year here. Um, Bob and I are about four or five years in here. Now five. Bob, you're five mm-hmm. and I'm five. And plus, we've had years here just in the oh, community yeah. with but, the program.
0: Yeah, I've been adjunct and... Um, site supervisor for our students for years so I've just seen the quality of our students you know just be exceptional and it continues I know it's exciting I'm just glad to be here full time doing this now
1: I know well Rob said it's probably been a month ago I saw Rob and I said Rob how you doing he said I'm just living the dream (laughs) I thought man that is so cool just living the dream because that's how you believe you believe in this what you're doing
2: oh yeah no I mean every one of those hour-long drives you know like to school Mm -hmm. and then at home in the dark I, I imagine myself being here, not necessarily at this school, because that dream was bigger than I could ever imagine. Uh-huh. Uh, because of how great this school is, but yeah, just being a counselor, mm-hmm. uh, having clients, you know, trying to make a difference in people's lives, and then teaching other people how to acquire those skills, how to kind of trust in that process, how to do the meaningful work that we do of you know trying to help people um, come to a better understanding of who they are, who they would like to be, um, you know, how to go about creating meaningful and lasting change, yeah. I mean that's, that's the dream.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Well, Rob, one of the uh, parts, you know, one of the components of your, your work here at Wake Forest is research as well. Tell us a little bit about your research interests.
2: Uh, so, yeah, I mean, I look out my door and I see Dr. Sam Gladding, and so I, <laughs> I can't help but uh, <laughs> smile and laugh and be inspired by him, um, and much of the research that I'm interested in kind of mirrors his career. Uh, So creativity in counseling, uh, humor in counseling and in supervision uh, and in counselor education. Uh, The work that we do as counselors or as educators is so serious and so meaningful and important. Um, But at the same time, I feel like it doesn't mean that we have to take ourselves too seriously. And so... I think this comes maybe from uh, working in all-boys high school, and there's like a performance aspect to what you have to do to entertain them to teach for 90 minutes or whatever. Oh, uh, <laughs> that I, I always found that kind of humor would lighten the mood. Yeah. It would be a, a nice entry point into the serious things that we would do, and it just kind of yeah. um, develops goodwill and rapport. And um, I'm really interested in the various ways that you can integrate humor into counseling to kind of – help a client alleviate some of that anxiety or build that therapeutic alliance or just find kind of creative or engaging entry points to really challenging conversations, Uh, whether that's integrating uh, examples from popular culture or techniques, say, from, like, improv uh, comedy. You know, just different ways of kind of thinking outside the box and doing things that are unexpected, um, because counseling can be scary. It can be something that's intimidating. But... Uh, if you're sitting across from someone who's kind of lighthearted and appropriately uh, humorous, you know, maybe that could be beneficial as well. So. Yeah.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: That makes me think, Bob, you know, because you and I talk a lot with faculty about change Mm -hmm. through counseling, Mm -hmm. and that connects here, doesn't
0: it? It really does. It really does. Because I think, you know, as you were talking about that, Rob, I was wondering about all of us having a theoretical orientation, how we integrate those kinds of interests into what we do in our practice and our teaching. Uh, Share with us about your theoretical orientation. How do you approach counseling and a uh, part of that is we're talking about change. How how do you see change occurring? Certainly,
2: um,
0: because I've had kind of some diverse experiences as a counselor,
2: as either a school counselor, couples or family counselor. It's kind of required me to be eclectic. Um, you know, that working in a school, you don't have a lot of time with students, and sometimes their attention span is limited. So, certainly coming from uh, a person-centered and a solution-focused approach, that um, there's that time that's needed to impart that respect and that understanding and to communicate that I'm non-judgmental, but also because that time is so limited, needing to uh, identify solutions, and at least in the school uh, setting to work with students and to help them to see that the problem isn't always the problem, that sometimes there are strengths or resources that can be acknowledged, that can be tapped into, that could kind of help them overcome some of the struggles or kind of get out of the rut they're in. Certainly in working with uh, couples uh, emotionally focused couples therapy is something that I've, um, you know, continued to try and, uh, integrate and further develop my competency. And because, you know, the work of being in, uh, you know, committed relationship or marriage is in, immensely challenging. Uh, and to be able to identify kind of those raw spots of those sources of past hurt, um, and to kind of create and, uh, author new patterns of relational health and communication uh to kind of get beyond some of that hurt and to facilitate healing and deeper connection um that's really important and then uh in working with families uh sometimes just the structure of a family can be a bit off and working from a, a structural perspective and helping kind of um You know collaborate with the parents to identify their role within the family and to order kind of that hierarchy accordingly so that there's um you know good order there's good um balance boundaries and uh you know healthy family functioning Mm -hmm.
1: bob students are hearing that rob they're listening to you talk and i hope they're hearing both current and future students Wow, there's so much to this great profession of counseling, right? So many yeah. opportunities to mm-hmm. make change, to help people, just being real people, right? Mm-hmm. There's nothing. Mm-hmm. I mean, there is a lot of skill and a lot of nuance to this profession, but um, just so many avenues to change, so many opportunities uh, to access people's mm-hmm. lives.
0: Yeah, and to help make a difference mm. you know, is a big part of what we do. I know it. Yeah, it's an exciting thing.
1: That's probably, Rob, in fact, on that subject, you know, students are listening to this, as future students may be listening. um, What would be your encouragement to a student, a future student, who is considering this profession and doing their training and counseling? What advice might you give to them to encourage them to pursue this this path?
2: I mean, first, I don't know if it's advice, maybe more an observation. I just think this is the greatest profession in the world. I remember on my very first uh, day as a counseling student, one of my professors said, you know, Uh, Y'all, we're lucky to be doing what we do because this is the greatest profession in the world. And I didn't really realize how profound and almost prophetic that would be until I began to do the work. Mm -hmm. Um, And so I just encourage those who are considering counseling to talk to other counselors. Uh, I didn't do that. I just entered the field thinking I knew what counseling was and I wanted to do it. And I would say that my understanding of counseling and what it is and what it entails now is radically different than what I thought it was but different in the best possible way. That the more I came to know about it, the more I came to love it and to say that this is for me. And so because there are so many diverse personalities and opportunities and ways to make a difference in people's lives, I would encourage potential students to talk to different people who work in different settings and with different populations. That uh, counseling may be for you, but there may be a particular type of counseling that you find most meaningful. Are most fulfilling and to just find encouragement and insight and information from people who are doing that type of work um, because it, it's rare to find a counselor who doesn't love what they're doing and who isn't eager to share about, you know, the meaningful work that they do.
1: Wow, that's awesome. Mm-hmm. That is. And Rob, I got to ask you uh, so that folks will know, what classes are you teaching here at Wake Forest?
2: Yeah, so this semester as it wraps up, I taught the school counseling internship uh, the first semester. I'll teach the second semester of that um, next semester, and uh, also uh, school guidance and counseling online, which again I'll be teaching in the spring. Terrific! And also picking up uh, consultation and program evaluation.
1: Mm. I love it so. You should want to come because you feel called to counseling. Uh, You want to help people, but you might also want to come to be able to learn from a professor like Dr. Rob Cazares, school counselor, school counseling educator. Yeah. Bob, is there anything else we need to ask Rob before we let him go?
0: I don't think so. I think that's, we see his uh, dedication and inspiration around the field, and that's just, that's really good to hear. And I know that's going to be encouraging for our students to, and potential students to hear about as well to mm-hmm. see what kind of um, um, what kind of experience they're going to have with some of the professors here with the online masters in counseling, the the on campus clinical mental health counseling, and particularly with Rob's area too interest in the school counseling. So we're excited and just really glad glad you're here.
2: Well, I appreciate. It. Thank you all for your time.
1: Yeah, thank you, Rob. <laughs>